<laughs> I really don't like how enthusiastic Jay looks about this shit. I feel like I'm about to fail out miserably, but welcome to episode four. Let's get it started. I don't know if you can uh, level that out in the um, in the the final Sound mix. Loud as fuck? The music was much louder than you. All right, I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. Yeah, it works. I almost called everybody whores. I was trying to think what would rhyme with episode four. Let's go whores, episode four. It's time for the single serving show podcast. We're back to grace your asses at last year. Welcome. Doing a choose your own adventure. Don't know where it's going to go. Here's the rules of this new venture. We get drunk as we go. Each time we die, don't ask why. We're gonna take a fucking shot of alcohol. We don't know how long will last until we fall. Jay has weed. <laughs> I like how last minute that was. Also, there's weed. What? Huh? Cannabis and weed. <laughs> nice. I'm so honestly, I've had a, I've had a couple of sips of this already, and I told you I'm a cheap drunk. I'm already feeling a little bit warm. All right, well, welcome to the single serving show. Um, this is an experimental podcast where every episode we do a different genre of podcasting. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Scar and Jay. We already know how Scar is doing. He just told us 
Jay, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I just, you know, I have, I've been on teleconferences a lot lately and no one has yet to open one with a, a rendition of Be My Guest. So I feel fantastic. I was excited as soon as uh, I realized what song that was. And uh, thank no, you for doing that, was, that. But that was pure imagination. I thought that was be my guest. No, be my guest will be for for episode five. See what you got yourself into. I well, I'm sorry. I still 100% enjoyed uh, that song. So thank you. Also, that was fantastic. I was excited for it. I was like, yeah. Is it be our guest? No, it's be our guest. It's be our guest. Be our guest. Yeah. Okay. Got it. My be bad. Be our guest. Be our guest. Spray I don't know my Disney songs chest. well. <laughs> what? <laughs> is that the poor version <laughs> pumping back a few times and you're just version. gonna make a mess in our mouth in our hair we really don't fucking care um yeah hi i'm Derek. Uh, <laughs> don't blow your wad on this version already <laughs> blow your wad on this version already y'all motherfuckers really ain't ready we do this show. I'm because excited we're though. This is gonna be fun, and we're excited. So what we're doing today is Are we're we? literally reading. <laughs> we so excited. We're literally reading a Choose Your Own Adventure book, and I've never read this before. Yeah. I literally went and picked it up from the library today. There's a tag. So, you know, I was gonna say this. I was gonna say this, and I was I was gonna ask if you went and got to got it at the library. Which, by the way, I feel like it's an important part of the uh, the adventure. The However, Choose Your Own uh, you know you can like there's a, a database of all of these that you can actually. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Where the, the fuck were you yesterday? Online. When I was agonizing, well, you know, I, I don't think that has the same je ne sais quoi. No, of course, it's not the same. Like yeah. going to the library and getting one, but there's a database. You know what I found out? No, what you find out? don't fuck with paperback books anymore. Are they all about that hardback? This was the very last Choose Your Own Adventure book in the libraries. In about that the paper Sacramento white library. They're not really making them anymore. There's a no. whole story behind them. So like, um, I just read this recently. And I feel like you did too. And that's why we're doing this. This but book like, smells like urine. <laughs> that's because kids piss on them. No. Um, Fuck you, I died again! <laughs> ah! Choose that adventure. No, um, <laughs> be our guest. <laughs> uh, peeing on guests. Um, so what I was going to say is that the dude who wrote the Choose Your Own Adventures, uh, he partnered up with this other firm. And then the other firm, they produced some books and they were like, yeah, we're making books. But then like, as they were making them, they were like, yo, your books are too dark. These are children's books. And he was like, no, fuck that, son. These deaths need to happen like this. And so what ended up happening is he legit like went off and made his own books. And then there's the firm made theirs, but they only made like maybe 20 books in total. Yeah. And then like it stopped reading. Yeah. The internet, I guess, is what happened. What would be dope is honestly, if they would put out an anthology of these choose your own adventure books, because I don't want kids to lose like the opportunity to online. do this. Yeah. Not that. Um, and the only other choose your own adventure books they had in the library were fucking Minecraft, which is not cool. Like, what kids even do? Even, do kids, do kids even, even fucking read books? Like, 
That's what I was going to say. I didn't, I didn't want to say that because libraries need funding. But I mean, like for real, for real, libraries are for us, right? Not for kids. Man, you know what? <laughs> also, another thing that I saw in there that made me very sad while I walked in there today to pick up this book that I had to pre-order because I didn't want anybody <laughs> else to check this one book out in the entire city. The other thing that I saw today was a random ass guy sitting at a computer doing work like actually sitting at the computers they have the library alone in the back room and i was like he's looking at porn yo the 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 library here in uh where i am in richmond um almost every time i went in that library that motherfucker was packed just a bunch of old people true like it was just a bunch of old people but i mean with covid just sitting around i mean i i I of course i haven't been uh, since before covid um but i would go during the summers when i had when i had pooh bear here with me so i can go get her some stuff to read and you know torment her with you know they have video games in the library now that's the other other thing that i found out you can check out video games in the library i'm gonna have movies and shit but it's like, a public service, but right, and it's free. the The video games are free. They're all for like the N sixty four though. <laughs> but, <No. laughs> but I would that check would out. Dope. Yeah, I would check out a video game from the library and never bring it back. What are they charging me? Ten cents a day? Fuck no. you! I'm finally gonna beat Zelda. <laughs> nah, son. My library was charging a quarter, and that was the last time that happened to me. I was like in my teens. I I actively used the library until i was like 17 or 18 and then i started buying books uh but yeah like i remember uh having a book get kept out and they basically charged me a quarter a day until uh, i got to 15 dollars or the price of the book and then they were like you owe us the price of the book or you'll never be able to check out a book again so essentially it's like you get one free book but once you walk into the library the next time and you're like i'm so sorry they're like all's forgiven like i would uh, never pay for an overdue no. book ever well yeah but like it was years later no, I've, I've always had to. <laughs> yeah it was years later what the one time it's happened it was it was many many like literally like like i came back as an as an adult man i was like i was once a child in these halls <laughs> and now i'm a man and i i have come to read more books and they were like well we have no record of you so that's how I got it. <laughs> so you're like, you, you, you checked it out at the time and then you come back. It was like, oh, your voice changed. Yeah, no, that nigga came back and he was like, what the fuck? Damn it, Derek. My memory. What the fuck did Jeezy say? I used to be the man in these streets. <laughs> oh, here's the rule. We have a book. It's called Terror on the Titanic. It's Choose Your Own Adventure number 24. It's the Titanic. Motherfuckers are going to die. Every time somebody dies, Scar and I are going to take a shot. Wait. <laughs> Why did you choose Terror of the Titanic? Like, you know all those endings are going to be death. It's the only fucking book they had. Like, even in the real life Choose Your Own Adventure of, on Terror of the Titanic, a lot of those motherfuckers died. Like, but, it, but there's a lot might, of adventures that did not go right. But you might get the ending where you grow wings and fly to safety. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I might get the end of the white lady where I get to just get put on a boat and saved. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, wait. Best, um, best two minute or best two sentence horror story I ever heard. Because y'all know there's two sentence horror stories, right? Like they're yeah. a real thing. Yeah. Best two sentence horror story I ever heard was not scary at all. It was just chilling as fuck. And I'm going to say it and then we're going to start. Don't take my child. Please take me instead, she said, screaming hysterically. Ma'am, 
this boat is for children only, the man said as he lowered the escape boat into the ocean. Damn. Not chilling as much as it's just fucked up. Right? Don't take, please don't take my child. Take me instead, ma'am. <laughs> this is both for children only. No, no and the son is like, ma'am, bitch. this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Man, I can take Arby's. a, I can take your order. <laughs> what is it? I know, I, 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 ma'am, I understand. Spicy nuggets are back, but like, you cannot <laughs> offer yourself. <laughs> Rips the bodice. Ugh! Okay, so tear on the Titanic. Warm? I'm like really fucking warm right now. Well, we're not in the same place. We're not so in the same really house. Were, so <laughs> yeah. we no, I think it was. Well. I think it's mostly this. I mean, outside of the fact that um, that it was 95 degrees outside today, but um, but warm. like, but I'm, but like, no, I'm. I mean, I pay. I pay my bills at least. So, I, so my AC is working. But like, I, I when I started AC, drinking I this shit, when I started drinking this shit, I got really warm. So like. I think I'm gonna have some problems. Real that soon. is actually a common uh, side effect of alcohol. So if it makes you feel any better, that's a thing that's supposed to happen. Like nigga, okay. my under boobs are sweating. Like this is fucked up. Let's <laughs> wait till you gotta make these decisions. Beware and warning. Beware and warning. Oh, people. can we do? Can we do something though? I just want to do one thing. Yes. Can we earmark the the endings that we've hit already? So that way, if we know we're coming to it, we can just not do it. Because yes. you're gonna get the same bad ending a couple times. Yes. I don't want to do that. I just, if, yeah, just earmark it. I don't want to come back to it. Okay, I'm going to fold this book okay, up. What go. the fuck they going to do to me? You and you alone. <laughs> Charge are, 25 cents a day. Right, and I just won't come back till Devin's a grown-up. <laughs> I used to be the man in these streets. <laughs> Sir, your voice has changed. <laughs> I lost my card. What's your name? Rarick Jones. <laughs> uh you've done this before <laughs> what's your middle name rarick dashani <laughs> oh shit you and you alone are in charge of what happens in this story there are dangers choices adventures and consequences you must use all of your numerous talents and much of your intelligent your enormous intelligence the wrong decisions could end in disaster even death but don't despair. At any time, you can go back and make another choice, alter the path of your story, and change its result. No, the fuck you can't. It is April 10th, 1912, and you are headed from London to continue studies as a classical pianist. You've already gathered, you've already garnered quite a prestige. So your hopes are high. But bitch, you're traveling on the Titanic under supervision of your father's business associate, Andrew Timken. However, your faith in this large ship's infallibility is quickly to be deterred, as this crew is much too distracted to notice impending icebergs. You have to be on your toes every second, or else this voyage is going to end much more abruptly than you had planned in the icy northern waters of the Atlantic Ocean. You Fuck stand you forever. Fuck <laughs> that person forever. How dare you? This How like, dare you put me on the Titanic and be like, you can survive? Fuck you. No, I can't. Oh my God. Like, like for the ones where you go to the jungle, it's like, all right, people don't always die in the jungle. 
Mrs. People Rock- always died on the Titanic. There was one, and all of the like two thirds of the people died. This is probably the book after he got told by the people, "Your shit's too dark." He was like, "Watch what I do next." A hundred percent, yes. Every it's line he typed out with a typewriter, and every at the at the end when it went ding, he said, "You bitch, you stand on the deck of the RMS Titanic, the brand new White Star Ocean Liner." She's the biggest, most luxurious ship in the ocean, and she's off on her first voyage across the ocean from Southampton, England, in New York City. The date is April 10th, 1912. New York City? I was waiting for you. Where were you? The ship had just pulled away from Southampton Quay and is moving into the River Test. A huge crowd walks along the quay, following the great ship's progress. That's pronounced key. Q-U-A-Y? Yes, it's pronounced key. People, people, wow! I mean, damn. Okay, walking along the ca- the key, following the aren't you drunk? Following the great ship's progress down the narrow river channel, the Titanic glides by the New York, a smaller ocean liner moored at the side of the river. You watch the smaller ship is sucked towards the Titanic. Bang, bang, bang! You hear several loud re- reports like gunshots. Looking down, you see the ropes holding the moored ship arc high in the air. They must have snapped. The New York begins to swing away from her mooring directly towards the Titanic. The first fucking page. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. I was like, wait a minute. We don't even get out of the dock? You fucking asshole. You we're, gasped we're officially, You we're, gasped we're, 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 we're on the dock. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> You're People sick? are still waving goodbye. <laughs> we ain't even do nothing. <laughs> Nigga, you're sitting on the dock of the bay learning it's key. I'm still holding my luggage. Day. I just stepped on board. <laughs> just holding my luggage and look over. It's like, what? Another ship? <laughs> you gasp and grasp the railing, expecting a shuddering impact. As you watch, the Titanic slows to a drifting stop and the bow of the New York swings past her port side. A collision is narrowly avoided. That was a close one, said a tall, gaunt man standing next to you. He has a pale, lined face with a thin, grim mouth. He speaks with a lilting Scottish accent. It's a bad way to begin a mating voyage, a bad omen. Bad omen? Pa, says a middle-aged Englishman standing nearby. A watch chain hangs from the brocade, from the brocade, brocade? Come on, Scar, help a nigga. A nigga, I don't know. Brocade waistcoat buttoned lightly around the stout middle. He sports gray mutton-chopped whiskers. There's nothing to fear. The technical journeys I've read says she's unsinkable. She's a wondership. I sighs the tall man knowingly. She is indeed a wondership, a mighty ship, but the ocean is mightier still. Many a mighty ship has kissed the bottom of the sea. Pinch, why? With that, the man turns and walks away slowly. Don't listen to him, said the Englishman. This ship is beautifully engineered. I tell you, she can't sink. She is beautiful and enormous, you say, gazing up admirably, admiringly. The Titanic is 900 feet long and has four huge funnels. Her hull is painted a shiny black and her deck superstructure is white. Her yellow funnels with black tips rise 60 feet above her top deck. She does seem unbelievable that such a massive ship could sink to the bottom of the ocean. Still, the Scotman's comment has chilled you. Oh, you are an American, said the Englishman. He extends his hand. My name is Stites. Were you on holiday in England? 
No, you say, shaking his hand. I've been in London for the past month studying, studying classical piano. A classical penis, huh? I know it's not penis. Ah. A classical pianist, eh? Said Mr. Stites. So you've been in England alone then? No, my father was with me. He has an important... He has an import-export business. I thought he said important. Import-export business. He had to stay in London to meet a client. I'm returning to New York with his partner. Import-export business, you say. Would the name of your father's partner be Andrew Timpkins? Asked Mr. Stites. You nod. Well, I met the chap just before we boarded. He told me he bought himself a black Rolls Royce. Yes, it's on board. He's taking it back to New York, he said. You know, you should be my daughter, Jessica, said Mr. Stites. She's just your age and a very agreeable lass. I'm sure the two of you will get along famously. She had a go round with the violin for a time, but science is her wicked. That's where the future's headed, you know. She'll be good company for the voyage. Mr. Stites mentioned that Andrew gets you thinking about him and the gold Buddha statues that he and your father imported from Siam. The box, import, the box containing the statues arrived at the office in London while your father was out. Andrew was excited but seemed hesitant to open it in your presence. He asked you to get the fuck out. No, he asked you to run an errand. When you came back, your father returned and he and Andrew were examining the two statues, each about a foot high. They seemed disappointed. The workmanship was poor. Plus, the statues weren't solid gold but made of lead painted with gold leaf. Your father grew angry and vowed he'd get even with the Siamese trader who cheated him. Andrew supported your father and agreed the traitor was a scoundrel. Something about his manner made you suspicious. In contrast to your father's genuine rage, Andrew's reaction seemed mild. You don't trust him, and you're not happy to be sharing this transatlantic journey with him. God damn, there's a lot of stuff before it gets to a, you get a choice. A lot, a lot. Why the fuck? Wait, what? Okay. Yeah. There's pages. The, the intro is very, very long. Over it's the next few days, you meet Jessica table. Stites and y'all are exploring the ship. Next page. The Marconi room. The <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's, what's Jessica looking like? like uh, <laughs> there might be a situation where we got to save her. Like if, if, if she's described as plain, I'm not really going to save her. I'll be honest about that. Jessica is right. Jessica is bright and generally agreeable, but you realize she's a little spoiled. That's all they say about her. However, you do tell cool, the radio transmitter her. that you know Morse code. Did you know that? My father bet I couldn't learn it, and I did. The Marconi room, the radio wow, shack. I'm kind of spoiled. Is up towards the port or left side of the ship. To get there, you walk along the Was deck I, to the, the radio other shack? end of the ship. Yeah, the Radio Shack. You there's a, there's a Radio Shack on the Titanic. Not for long. No, that's. I mean, I knew it was an. I knew it was an old store, but. Not for long, indeed. So, yesterday afternoon, Harold, <laughs> one of the two radio operators, met you as he was leaving the shack. He invited you to drop by any time. Without knocking, you smell this. Smell a hot electrical insulation which hangs in the air. A man is on duty, but it's not Harold. Suddenly, a loud incoming signal blares from the earphone so loudly you can hear from across the room. He spots you and says, not now, too busy, later, out, please. You both nod and duck out the door. Jessica grabs your arm. 
That was weird. Those were private messages he was sending, maybe to a land station for relaying. Messages like, meet you Wednesday noon at the Waldorf Astoria. Then a signal came in. He got flustered and told the guy to shut up and keep the air clear. Another ship must be nearby. What was the other ship saying, you ask? I couldn't get the first part. Something like, stopped, surrounded by ice, Jessica said. Ice? Icebergs, you say. Maybe we're coming into an ice field. Let's go on deck. We may be able to spot some. Icebergs? I'm cold enough already. I'd rather go visit my friend, the chief baker, Jessica says. He's baking bread right now. Think of it. Hot, fresh bread. Oh, come on. Be a good sport. Let's see if we can spot a few icebergs. Then we'll warm up at the baker's, you say. Ahoy, crow's nest, you cry your loudest. You wonder if ahoy is the right word. You shout a couple times. The rushing air muffles your voice. They can't hear you shouting from the promenade deck. Just as you sense the turning of the bow under your feet, showers of ice cascade over the starboard well deck rail. One of the huge pieces brushes you and slides with a thump into the stairway you just came down. Turn to page 19. What the fuck? So it's so. Oh, wait, so we, wait, wait. I'll get the binoculars and meet you at the promenade deck. Turn to page 16. Sorry, I was about to say the hell. You zip down the stairs to the stateroom you're sharing with Andrew. It's on the B deck, a couple of decks below the, on the port side. As you reach your cabin door, you hear, you hear a loud voice inside. Safe is there, I tell you. No one will think of a car's frame. The voice stops short as you knock a couple times and enter. Andrew is talking to a dark haired man. They both look at you sharply. Sorry. Just want to get these, you say. You grab the binoculars from the table and leave. As soon as you're outside, you grimace with disgust. The man is Oscar Kilpatrick, a friend of Andrew's. He got on the Titanic at Queenstown, Ireland on Thursday afternoon. You don't like him. When he boarded, he greeted Andrew, but ignored your offer to shake his hand. Fuck that dude. Fuck him. You're still angry about the brush off. That and the man's arrogant and patronizing manner. You have as little trust in Oscar as you do in Andrew. You don't understand why your father chose Andrew as a partner. Sure, he's sharp in business, a real smooth operator, but that's a problem. He's a little too sharp. You stop walking and think, what's in the frame of Andrew's car? Safe from what? Andrew's rolls is in forward hold number two, way down on G deck near the bow. You're headed that way. <clears throat> if... You want to postpone meeting Jessica to explore Andrew's car? Turn to page 42. If you go to meet Jessica with the binoculars, turn to page 12. To the car. To the car. We going to the car, bitches. We can, we can fucked up. We're going to die. <laughs> we going to get crushed by a car. You hurry to the forward well deck, which shelters you from the icy air and cross to the whatever. You explore the car's frame. It is this is like skimming through this is like simming through an NBA 2K game. <laughs> That's the car. It's cold. <laughs> you explore the car's frame. It is made of large pipe-like tubes. On the driver's side, you spot a metal end plate that seals one of the hollow tubes. You find a wrench, you find a wrench in the car's cool tool kit, remove the bolts, and pull the plate off. You strain to see inside. It's too dark. You light a match. The flame reveals a foreign object lodged inside. You barely make out two rectangular objects wrapped in white cloth. The match dies and you haven't got another. You find a wire and manage to hook one bundle and gently tug it from the frame. 
It falls to the deck with a dull thud. Some of the cloth rips away. The next match you light reveals a bar of shiny metal almost a foot long. Gold, you whisper to yourself. It's a gold ingot. What's gold doing to Andrew's car? Then it comes to you. Of course, the gold Buddha statues were fake. These must be the real statues. Andrew's a son of a bitch who swapped the gold statues with counterfeits and then had the original statues melted down in the bars, nigga. And now he's smuggling them into the United States. The ingots are too big and heavy for you to lug away alone. You decide to replace the gold bar and get above deck where you belong. You pause for a second. Are those footsteps you hear approaching? Your heart beats hard. No one comes. You rewrap the ingot. You kneel half under the car and stuff the ingot back in the frame and bolt the frame on. Brain! A deafening noise and sound wave rever reverberate through the car hold. The noise is like a huge steel vault door banging shut, but it lasts longer, tapering off into a series of rendering, ripping sounds. A shuddering vibration lifts the car's body above you. Turn to page 50. You scream and cover your head with your hands, but the body set, the car settles back without touching you. Feeling foolish, you roll out from under the car and run onto the forecastle stairway. Did the Titanic hit something? The sound came from below. You rush down the stairs. This must be a white person. I know they're saying you, but it's not me because I'm not examining shit. Hell no. You rush down the stairs to explore. Below is another cargo deck. You open the door and see large, neatly stacked cases. You don't know what you're looking for, but you feel a vague dread. You descend to the bottom of the stairs. Now you're at the bottom of the ship. A sign on the door says Fireman's Passage, crew only. When you open it, because it says crew only, but fuck that shit. You yeah, hear where it. are my choices? Here it comes. <laughs> when you open it, you hear a hissing and gurgling. Water! A man hurries towards you along the passageway from the boiler rooms. Foaming green seawater is rising above the walkway. Sloshing through the swirling water, the man shouts, she's taking water clear back to the number five boiler room. She's a gunner, mate. Better clear out. You run up the stairs after him. At the car hold door, you pause. The gold. Should you save it or should you get the fuck up on deck? If you open the car hold door and try to salvage the gold, turn to page 41. If you continue up the stairs to the well deck to find Jessica and see what's happening there, turn to page 46. Against my better judgment, we're going for the gold. The gold, we mateys. We're going for the gold. Page I, it, this, this, is a, this is a terrible idea, but it's a terrible idea on purpose. Page 41. You must save the gold. This could be your only chance. You push open the car hold door. You kneel down by the rolls. It takes you a couple of minutes to unbolt the plate and pull one gold bar from underneath the car. You set it on the front seat. The bars weigh so much you can only carry one. Wham! Something smacks the back of your head. Oh. You awake slumped in the car's front seat. Your head is throbbing. The gold is gone. Your knees are being lapped by icy cold, foamy seawater. Holding your head, you stand up slowly and swish through the numbing water to the door. It's locked. You pound and pound and yell for help until you're hoarse, but no one comes. The water's up to your waist now and still rising. 
you climb onto the roof of the car like that shit's gonna help. Was the door locked on purpose to help save the ship from flooding or to keep you in? You wonder as you wait and the water continues to rise. The end. Yep. Cheers, fellas. Cheers, motherfucker. <clears throat> so, I guess it's a bad idea to go below deck during the Titanic's crash. And pick up heavy-ass gold. No, no, because we had the option. We did have an option. Um, we we chose to go back for the gold instead of just going back up top. So Why we, you, we you went I back mean, for the gold? Yes. After after we knew that it, the water was starting to come in, we went back for the gold. Um, Wait, no, we, hold on. Why, why are you saying we? Nigga, that's not something I would ever desire. <laughs> no. I, I mean, you you left. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I, I get chose, it. I get it. But I chose, damn the it. Fucked up, I chose the fucked up decision on purpose. But um, but yeah. So apparently, when you left, what had happened was yeah, you um, killed us. He went to the boiler room. The dude in the boiler room was like, "Yo, she taking water. This shit's fucked up." I remember that. I go. So then we. So then I chose to go back for the gold instead of going back up top and trying to find an old girl. Mm. And as soon as he pulled the bar out and sat in the front of the car, he got whacked on the back of the head. Shit happened. Money over bitches never wins. That's what you got to remember. So let's go back to the main point of the split off. Um, back to page. So I, I don't think you should go back for the. No, I don't no, think you should go back no. for the goal. We're no, not... I'm going back to the main split off and asking, do you want to postpone meeting Jessica again, or do you want to go to meet Jessica with the binoculars? I wanted to go back to not going to go for the gold. Okay, so you want to go meet Jessica, or yeah, I'm going to go find Jessica. Like okay. a hero. I need a hero. That's exactly the song I was thinking. <laughs> I'm a hero. How okay. dare you go back for gold when there are people involved? So we're continuing up the stairs to the well deck to find Jessica and see what's happening up there. Page Nigga, there's so much gold he can barely carry it. Well, I mean, that's just one bar of gold. Especially he's a child, I assume, and he just doesn't sound like he does anything physical. He's a pianist. Like pianists, is P, P, P and I, pianists, pian, people who play piano can't carry shit. <laughs> <laughs> you hesitate, your hand on the door. You sense no vibration. None of the humming sounds the power steamship makes. The engines must have stopped, you think. Stopped, surrounded by ice, was a mess at the other uh, ship radio. Did the Titanic hit an iceberg? You leap up the forecastle stairway to look for Jessica. Two crew members hurry down the stairs. That iceberg was as tall as the ship. Luckily, we just nicked it. Check the bow compartments and back to the boiler rooms. We may be taking water. Not likely. The iceberg just grazed her. That's what you think, you think. She's taking lots of water. On the well deck, the open area between the Titanic substructure and the forecastle, you spot Jessica. She and some other people are playing soccer with a chunk of ice. There must be tons of ice laying on heaps in the well deck. How low class is Jessica? What the? What, soccer? On deck? But I hear you what? knocking, but you can't come in. <laughs> it's like, With a piece of ice. Like, th this is like yeah. some trash shit to do. <laughs> like, right? maybe maybe we should have went for the gold and improve our lives. Jessica's not going to do it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. Jessica <laughs> kicks a big chunk to you. Where have you been? Where are the binoculars you were going to get? You should have seen that iceberg that ship hit. It was huge. I left the binoculars down below, you say. 
you pull her aside and tell her about the gold in the rolls frame. Just a steamer blasting out of the escape pipes mounted on the three forward funnels. You guess the ship is releasing pressure in the boilers now and the engine to stop. You don't say, Jessica exclaims. Gold? The fuck you gonna do about it? I'd like to get it back to my father somehow, you say. Or at least let him know that Andrew's cheating him. Well, said Jessica, we could go back to the car and get the gold out. I like to see them gold bricks. Yes, but I don't want to draw attention to ourselves, you say. I don't want Andrew or Oscar getting suspicious. Anyway, this iceberg hit seems kind of serious. Why are we stopped? The roar of escaping steam sounds ominous, as though the ship were in pain. What should you do? If you return to the car with Jessica, turn to page 45. If you ask Jessica to explore along the pasture decks with you, turn to page 52. The past, the you say pasture decks? Yeah, to explore the passenger decks. Oh, passenger. Now let's go explore the passenger decks. The, the, the... He's, he's, this nigga trying to avoid. Yeah, this is how you we play the game, We know what happened in the car. Yeah, the car is how you get killed. Yeah, but now you going killed. back. You going back with somebody though. So you want to die with someone? It's different this time. <laughs> you don't want to die alone. Is that what you say? It. It's different this time. All right. Well, look. Uh, you want to go back to the car? Let's go back to the car. No, I'm not going back to the car. No, no, no. Let's I take made, Jessica no, to her I death. Made a, I mean, no, no. Jessica's time. Jessica's a, no. Jessica's a, a young woman who can make all her own decisions as well. If she wants to go die at the car, nigga, Jessica the made car. the decision to play soccer with blocks of ice. I don't yeah. think she's in the position to make any fucking decisions <laughs> anymore. This so white story. trash. I'm so disappointed in Jessica. Um, See, yeah, I don't want to go back to the car because I I've gone down that path before, but I, I feel like it's also unfair to do that because I I I should go. You know, I would. Uh, I don't know. Let's go back to the car. Let, let's take just like yeah, Jessica. Let's go back. You can see that I can show you that goal bar. Also, maybe this dick. I don't know what's happening. Uh, also, why is Jessica's father so quick to pawn her off? Because he's on a cruise ship, my nigga. He was just like, oh, okay, you should spend so, this entire time with my daughter. Like, what, it's, this is 1910, son. That's not a good idea. So Jessica's father is not the guy who has the gold bars, right? No, yeah. that's uh, Alan? Okay. Andrew. So I'm, Andrew. I'm just making yeah. sure. I'm just making sure. Because, not, because I mean, the whole thing about the gold bars is now he feel like he getting cheated by these statues. Yeah. And like, so you need, I'm going to need that gold. Yes. Word, you still so feel? Are we going to the car? or Are we not? I don't think yeah, so. You don't want? I mean, yeah, it's, it's up to it. Jay. It's up to Jay. I'll let you take this one. Let's go to the car. Okay. As you and Jessica climb the forecastle spiral staircase, a rat scurries down onto the deck and vanishes behind a capstan. Where's the car? Asked Jessica. On G deck, I think. But look, it's too late. It's partly underwater. You wade along the passageway on G-deck to the car hold. Icy water curls around your knees. The door won't budge. Hey, grab the mail, a group of postal clerks beckon to you. We hauled all the sacks up from the deck below to this sorting room, one of them said. Now the deck's flooding. I wish they get those pumps working. Here, help us with these, says another clerk to you and Jessica. You make a trip up to F-deck carrying the heavy mail sacks and hurry back down to G. You run into the mail sorting room and slosh towards the last dry bag of mail on the table. The overhead lights are steady and bright. It's so strange to see important letters and packages floating around. 
A crumbling sound rumbles through the room. The ship's bow drops lower in sudden motion. Watch out, cries Jessica behind you. A wall of water and heavy wet mailbags slam into you, forcing the door shut and pinning you to the floor. <laughs> you fumble through the dark water, blindly searching for Jessica, a postal clerk, anything to hold on to but the cold sea. The end. <laughs> Shots. So that gold is gone. <laughs> I think that's the lesson that we learned on this one. Yeah, every time we go back, every time we try to go for that gold, it's a wrap. I feel like if you save that gold, it's going to have to be you didn't know about it. It was a lucky accident. I'm about to be real belligerent. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about this is you got to read as you continue to do shots. That's a, <laughs> oh my that's, God. a real, that's a real great activity for, for reading. Shots so, and reading, baby. Let's ask Jessica to explore along the pasture decks. The pasture decks seem safe. <laughs> that's what we think. Right. This is a fucking Titanic. Also, why in the fuck are y'all worried about the mail right now? Why are they worried about bags of mail? They're exactly. wet, bitches. I think the idea being like they didn't realize how bad it was on the ship until like the ship breaks in half. I forgot about the ship breaking. And then in somebody half. somebody mentioned something about some pumps. Like, why are the pumps not working? Yeah, the pumps they got bumped. Pumps they got bumped. Well, the pumps aren't working because after a certain point, they it flooded so many sections of the ship that even if they did get the pumps working, it, it wouldn't matter. The ship was going down. Jessica, uh, you say, water's rising down the car hold. It's too risky. Let's see if we can find an officer and get some information. Maybe it's serious. Why else would they stop the ship? You climb up to the starboard promenade deck, promenade deck. Through the windows of the smoking room, you see groups of men laughing and talking. No one's even looking outside. You can't find the officer, so Jessica goes to find her family. You stop by your cabin. Andrew's in bed. Andrew, you better get up, you say, jostling him awake. We've hit an iceberg. It doesn't look good. A lot of water's coming in. Huh? An iceberg? I didn't feel a thing, and I'm a light sleeper, he said, sitting up on the edge of the bed. Don't worry. The ship is supposed to be unsinkable. Better get ready just in case you say. Maybe you should check with our steward if you can find him. I'm going to find as many people, I'm going to find out as much as I can. You think of going directly to the bridge this time. Yeah, take it to the bridge. <laughs> Even though it's not allowed. Your hunch is that the man from the boiler room who told you about the Titanic Saganer is right, but no one else seems to know or care. High up on the top deck, the boat deck is the bridge, the Titanic's command post. It's also where the lifeboats sit. You peer into a half open window in the, of an enclosed part of the bridge. Captain Smith and another man are examining a blueprint. You remain silent. Well, sir, I'll give her an hour, an hour and a half at most, said the man who looks familiar to you. I'll order the lifeboats re ready, said Captain Smith. Lightboat capacity is about 1,000. There are more than 2,000 people aboard, the man said. Mm. Women and children first, said the captain. A man approaches the bridge and you slip away in the other direction, horrified at the information you just overheard. Your hunch was right. The Titanic is doomed and there's not enough lifeboat space for everyone. Your watch says 15 minutes past midnight. It's been about a half an hour since the Titanic hit the iceberg. 
Me personally, at this point in time, I just go and get into one of the lifeboats and just lay down and wait. Well, men and men should, I say, I'm down for women and children first. I, He's I a like, child. Get in the fucking boat. They, they're supposed to shoot you. How though. old is he? He's a child. That's why he's got a, a patron with him. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. I would 100% just be like, all right, let's get this show on the road, baby. You, <laughs> here we go, baby. <laughs> you feel numb. You can't believe that this wondership is going to sink. It feels like a rock under your feet. It's so big and the sea's so calm. Walking down several decks that, towards Jessica's cabin, you know it's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The Titanic is sinking. What can you do if there's not enough lifeboats? You suddenly recall who that man with Captain Smith is. He's the ship's engineer. He showed you around the ship's workshop. You saw carpentry supplies, planks, ropes, and barrels. With help, you could build a decent raft in under an hour. Outside Jessica's cabin, you feel a flutter of panic. She's not there. Hmm? I said, do you have an hour? That's a good question. Maybe there's no time to build the raft. Also, who's going to leave you? Who's going to leave you unbothered as you gather all the supplies to build a raft and then make the raft and then leave you alone as you can get in the water with the raft? No one's going to leave you alone while you do that. They're going to take that shit from you. you do you want to yeah, build a raft, a... man? <laughs> Maybe you should just man. not build the raft and just concentrate on finding your friend. If you look for Jessica in the Marconi room up on the boat deck, turn to page 56. If you help, if you head for the workshop to start building the raft, turn to page 59. Building a raft is the worst idea right now. Yeah. No, let's go find Jessica. Let's go up as far as possible, ideally <laughs> towards the back of the ship. <laughs> um, that's where I want to be, as high and as near the back as possible. Because yeah, when that shit busts a wheelie, bruh. Woo. Man, I remember that. That was one of the wildest scenes. That was one of the, the funniest movie. scenes, bruh. I was dying watching people ping pong. It, I mean, it looked like um, pinball. That's a way different. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is horrific. And you were like, ha ha, death. Okay. Yeah, I, I, left, I left my ass off. Well, when people were hitting the propeller, I was like, it fucked me up. I, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe I was younger when I saw it. It's, oh, no. it's my tender heart could not take it. I don't know. What did you uh, Like 97. 97. The thing that got me was the uh, them playing as the ship went down. I was like, man, oh, that's man, right. Yeah. On your way to the yeah, workshop. I was, I was already 16. So like, <laughs> yeah, I was a little younger. I was like maybe 14. On it your was... way to the workshop, you decide to stop at the Baker's. You might be able to get some provisions for your raft. You descend the first class staircase, go through a door and down some more stairs to the vast kitchens on D-decks amidships. The smell of fresh bread starts your mouth watering. Wait, what the fuck? It says, if you go look for Jessica in the Marconi room, turn to page 56. You go to page 56, it's a fucking drawing of a baker. And then page 57 talks about you getting food to build a raft. Page 59, motherfucker. Page 59 says Jessica's not on the boat deck. You check your watch. It's 20 minutes past midnight. So I guess we're, they got this shit all mixed up. This dude was not happy when they told him to make a nice book. I think this is the last one, though, I think that that was ever made, I believe. Yes, I can see why. <laughs> you knock on the door and say, hello, did my friend come by? The operator shakes his head. We hit an iceberg. It's serious. The boat's taking a lot of water. Harold, you hear that? The operator shouts, shouts, that bump was an iceberg. 
a curtain inside parts, and Harold appears, buttoning up his shirt. Ho, then there's work for us tonight, he said. I know it's not that kind of ho, but still. Might have to head back to Belfast for repairs. The captain steps into the doorway. You quickly move aside. Send a distress signal. Here's our position, he said, and hands over a slip of paper. Captain, you rush to join him as he leaves. Is it serious? It looked bad in the forward cargo hold. You're everywhere, aren't you, he said. Yes, it's bad. If you want to help, give a hand with loading the lifeboats down there. Women and children first. Under no circumstance suggest the ship is sinking. We may have a panic on our hands. Clear? Yes, sir. An officer struggling up the steep steps to the bridge with a large metal case calls out to you. Give us a hand with these steps, or up these steps. The climb's about finished me, he said. You hesitate. You have an important assignment from the captain. If you're going to delay his orders, the officer had better have something urgent going on. If you give him a hand and continue on to the boats, turn to page 61. If you give him a hand and ask what's in the metal case, turn to page 64. I want to know what's in that case. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I kind of do too. I feel like I, I'm curious about what's up with this case. It's the final countdown. What's like in this, the box? You guys. I, <laughs> I truly feel like every time you show like uh, any type of greed or self-interest, this story is going to try to kill you. I feel like it's a Titanic. What's in the case? You that too. You plunk your end down on the bridge deck. Fucking rockets, he answers. Bigger than the ones they use for your Independence Day. Distress signals to ships in the area. You see those lights? They're masthead lights on a steamer standing off from us. You help set a large rocket in the launching chute. The officer lifts a det the officer fits a detonator to it. Stand clear and hold your ears, he said, and pulls the firing cord. The thunder of the rocket's launching detonator smacks your ears. To doom. The blinding blue-white light of the explosion illuminates startled faces further aft by the lifeboats. A delicate arc of white sparks traces the rocket's path above the Titanic. It explodes with a bass boom and a white flash. Smaller clusters of blazing white lights drift to the sea. Wow, that's better than the 4th of July. Got any colored ones? A voice comes from the stairway. Jessica, come here, you yell. Look at the ship's lights. We're trying to send a signal. What the fuck? Set the rocket, set the next rocket to fire, the officer says to you. Detonators are over there. Be careful. I'm going to signal that ship with the Morse light. Jessica helps and decodes out loud the message the officer is sending a Morse code. The signaler looks like a winking searchlight. Struck iceberg. Lifeboats ready to go, said Jessica, watching the flashes. A band of curious onlookers is gathered to watch the rocket show. The captain comes and gives an order. The officer turns to you and Jessica. I'm to take a lifeboat. Carry on with the rockets. One every five minutes, he said, patting you on the back as he leaves. Funny, you think. No one in charge on the whole Titanic seems to have a plan for saving the passengers. Now this guy sticks you with his job. The rocket signals are important, you know. But so is your life. If you leave with Jessica and let someone else worry about the rockets, turn to page 74. If you stick with setting off rockets, turn to page 97. I mean, it was cool to find out what was in that case, but now I want to I want to go. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. As what am I warning people for? Again, though, okay. 
let's leave. I, I'm curious to see if I leave, if I'm going to be punished for, again for being selfish, because it's, it's a selfish action. But it seems like if I wanted to survive, that would be the thing I should do, right? Mm-hmm. It's also, I don't like how you make a choice and then it's like, all right, so here's a whole bunch of other stuff you decided to do because of that choice. I'm like, that's, that's a weird way to approach this. I wouldn't decide to go deeper into the ship once I heard a fucking iceberg hit. Like, give me the choice to go deeper, I should say. I'm telling you, I'm just getting into the lifeboat and I'm staying there and I'm growling at anybody who comes near me. I might bark like DMX. Let's go back, Jessica. <laughs> you asked the captain to get somebody else to fire the fucking rockets. Then you and Jessica head for the boat deck. The deck's angle is steep and the people crowding it are wearing life belts. They look worried. Kids holding on to their mothers, some people getting in boats, some holding back and clinging to each other. I've got to find my father, Jessica says. She finds her steward on deck and asks about him. The steward urges you both to get in the lifeboats and won't answer your questions. What do we do now, asks Jessica. You're standing by the starboard rail, watching the last boat leave. The Titanic is clearly doomed. The water is about 10 feet from the rail. Far forward near the bow, the last of the forecastle is sunk, its lights glowing green through the water. Let's jump and swim to those lifeboats, you say pointing to several boats visible on the smooth water. The stars twinkle on the surface. No, I can't swim that well, Jessica says. Let's wait. You say nothing. The sea starts pouring into the deck below through the observation windows. Okay, now, said Jessica. Wait, you yell and grab at her. She falls into the water alongside the ship. It swirls in a whirlpool as it slices through the windows. You plunge in after Jessica and grab her life belt. For a moment, you keep her from being sucked through the window into the sinking ship. Then you have to let go and you're sucked in too. The end. Shots! (laughs) So, I'm right. You are getting punished for being selfish. All right. That seems to be the the, the moral of the story is every selfish thing you do is going to get you killed. So uh, we should stay and help <laughs> with those rockets. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh my God. God. I'm out of edibles. I got to go. I don't want to do more. <laughs> this is too much. No, you can't. Just let them kick in, and then you're going to die slowly. <laughs> I mean, just... I've, I've, well, I mean, full disclosure, I've done 10 before, but I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I've been smoking this entire time, which is not helping. If you stick with setting off rockets, turn to page 97. Okay. God damn it. You decide to stick with setting off the rockets. Many lives may depend on you now. Jessica sets a rocket in her launcher. You fix the detonator on it. Jessica counts silently. Go now, she says. You pull the cord that fires the detonator. That ship should have responded by now to the rockets and the Morse light Jessica flashes into the night. So far... It shows no sign that it's seen the Titanic signal. I guess all we can do is keep setting off these rockets and wait, Jessica says. At least they're exciting to, at least they're exciting to watch, you think, as they spill light across the dark sea. The end. Well, I mean, that's not technically a death. That's not a death. That's not a death. But it is an end of a pathway, which is fun. We got to the end of that little labyrinth. All right, so now let's give him a hand and continue oh. onto the boats. Oh, they're so sour. 
so we're not supposed to drink on that one, right? Because we ain't no, no, I mean, die. you can. I mean, I, don't don't let anyone tell you what to do. You can drink if you want to, but I'm, a, I'm already really drinking. It's not a forced drinking. Yeah, you're not. And there's and there's a fly in here that's really getting on my nerves. Like if I'm, you were so I'm waving an envelope like an old woman in church with a fan. So <laughs> okay, well, I'm happy. Say. I'm not drinking. Yeah, I, I was looking around earlier to see if I had something. <laughs> I had that in here that I can use. Okay, you say, and grab a handle. Together, you slide the case up the stairs and carry it to the open part of the bridge. The heavy case reminds you of the hidden gold. You leave the bridge and cut a message with your knife in the soft brass metal of the plaque on the door above the stairway. Above and below the words, this door for use of crew only, you carve gold and Rolls Royce in hold, April 15th, 1912. Snitch. You rush over to the other side of the boat deck, hoping nobody saw you. What if the Titanic doesn't sink and somebody finds a message? You're engulfed by frightened passengers, shouting officers, and sweating crew. You work your way through the crowd. It surges aft until you're by lifeboat number 13. You wonder if Jessica's near and push closer to the boat. Let go of me. I won't go on that boat. Let go, says one woman. Lady, says the steward trying to help her, we all have to go. You may as well go quietly. The woman pulls away, pushes back to the first class staircase and disappears. What the fuck? Beside you, a girl who's been looking over the Titanic's rail descending into the water begins to cry. Page 62. My mother's in that boat. I don't have time to get in, she says, turning to you. You grab her hand, push her through to the officer holding, loading number 13 and explain. Get in now, he yells to you both. As soon as you scramble into the boat, it begins to descend into the water. Directly in the lifeboat's path, about 20 feet below the rail, a spout of water three feet in diameter foams from the Titanic side. Page 72. You point to the spout of water and yell, watch out! You try to shove the lifeboat away from the Titanic side with an oar. The water's rushing strong enough to sink your boat. Push clear, you shout. Several more people pick up oars, and together you shove the boat out enough to clear the water spout. Your lifeboat lands safely and drifts back along the ship's side. Look out above, calls one of the crewmen in the, in the boat as another lifeboat starts to descend. Your boat is drifted into its path. The fall lines are lower. You are still attached to your boat, holding it in position. If you yell out, stop lowering, turn to page 67. If you take your knife and cut the fall lines free, turn to page 78. Knife to the lines. Knife. We're going to knife. They're not going to stop that boat. Page 78. Watch us trip, fall, and stab ourselves in the throat. And it's like, ah, you're you're a little boy who's too dumb to use a knife on the sea. You're dead. (laughs) (laughs) There's no escaping the death. (laughs) Row, paddle, push. We got to get out of here, you yell, stumbling over people to get to the fall lines. You hack them apart and your boat glides clear just as the descending boat splashes into the dark sea. Six hours later, you're falling asleep in a warm berth on a boat on board the Carpathia, a liner that rescues the Titanic's lifeboats. The girl has found her mother and Andrew has found you. To your horror, you later learn that as many as 1,500 people have died, most frozen in the sea. You're one of 705 survivors. Four days later in New York, you're first off the Carpathia, thanks to Andrew's connections. A taxi whisked you to the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. 
It's late at night. You're overwhelmed by the tragedy and the excitement of the Titanic disaster. Ha, the Titanic disaster. A frantic excitement? Commotion. What the fuck kind of excitement was? You lived. A frantic commotion builds outside your hotel room door. The phone rings. It's the press calling you, pounding on your door. Please, I must get an interview. $500 for five minutes. Motherfucker, I would have taken that back in those days. $500 set you right for like a year. Yep. That's, a, that's a year's salary. We know you're there. You're the first to be interviewed. Wearily, you open the door and you're so tired you make some motherfucking mistakes. You explain that you're exhausted. You don't want any money. You have a concert to do in a couple of days and the only thing you want is some peace and quiet. It's not as though you had time to practice. You shut the door and wonder how your performance will go in the wake of this terrible disaster. Perhaps you think it'll inspire a particularly tragic piece of music. You sit in front of a blank sheet of sheet music, a blank piece of sheet music, and begin to write. The music, my heart will always go on, and the boat has hit an iceberg. Now that fucker's gone. You're here. There's nothing to fear. You got a nicer singing voice than mine, and I don't appreciate that at all. Were you were you going for, were you going for Bruce Springsteen? He had like the the, the grating the, the 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 gravelly voice right there. Like whoa! So just so I, would, y'all know, I would at this point I would love to hear you sing "Dancing in the Dark." No, thank you. <laughs> so just so y'all know, if we had yelled out "Stop lowering," oh, they were gonna hit us. Soon, many voices take up the chant. Stop lowering. Stop lowering. Other voices merge in, trying to name the descending boat's number. Different voices call out different commands. A crewman tries to cut the fall lines. Another tries to push the boat away from the ship with the oar. People are screaming in both boats just before they collide. Your boat is crushed and shoved underwater. The end. Damn. Dun, 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 dun. So, I mean, Man. I think there were like two good endings so far and all the rest of them ended in death. Wait, what was the other good ending? The Rockets? That wasn't necessarily good. That was more <laughs> that of was, a... That was just ambiguously... That was just not... That was neutral. That was yeah. like, you didn't die, but yeah. you probably didn't survive. Guess what happens next? You ain't die yet, but then Jessica shows you over... Sub- that you over that goddamn Waldorf Astoria ending is... Man, fuck. Like, that's the one I would always see in the book and be like oh that's the one i want and i could never fucking find well we found it and i would yeah ah i think that's a good place to end and i can tell you straight out yes gar but why were they i mean i get he was the first person off the boat but like why were they in such a rush to just interview him like that's i mean how many people were could they really there was only 705 people to (laughs) yeah yeah how many people could they really interview I mean, they paying all seven hundred and five hundred dollars. Well, I'm saying, I of all the seven hundred and five people, I bet it's very rare that they're just sitting around in a hotel and like, man, that was rough and that and exciting. A lot of people probably had like injuries and legitimate serious conditions where they couldn't talk about it, or you know, had people who were on the boat that they were attached to who had died, so they wouldn't definitely wouldn't be able to talk about it like the week of. I feel like there's there's something to be said for a survivor of a tragedy that had no one that was attached to them like die, that makes them like a, a high value media target. 
obviously I don't ever want to do this episode again. Oh my god, never. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the big I think the biggest problem is it took so long to get through that beginning. Yeah. Like yeah. if we if we had if we had more choices earlier, um it would have been a lot better of a it, or experience. And hear me out. Or if we are all like reading parts of it and doing voices, I feel like that might spice it up a little bit. I don't read out loud very well. Well, neither does Derek, but that did not stop him. Oh, fuck you. Also, listen to Ratchet Book Club. On Ratchet Book Club, I don't make these mistakes. I make other mistakes. No, I'm, I'm fucking with you. Honestly, no, you're not. Most people... he's, he's not no, wrong. Saying, what I was going to say is most people don't read well out loud. Oh, I forgot it's to okay. drink after we died. Wait, we didn't die. We made it to the wall no, for story. See, that's, that's how much we died trying to get there. <laughs> yeah, the bottle's halfway gone. Um, Man, listen, this book is stupid. <laughs> I, I, <and> honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what type of god complex you have to have to be like. Oh, I'm gonna go into this t- Titanic scenario and I'm gonna survive because you shouldn't. You shouldn't have survived. I'm just. Also, I'm just amused. Kid survived. I'm just amused at the author saying, "All right, you know what? Everybody dies on this motherfucking album." <laughs> but here's what I want to know. So Andrew gets off, he gets off. Goal goes down with the ship, I assume. Never see Jessica again. Does he never see Jessica again? Which, you know, whatever. She wasn't great. But do you tell your father, like, hey, your boy is he stole your gold? Do you tell him? Oh, because like he his connections. Well, yeah, but his connections, how are you getting to the city? So like like uh I mean you, you don't know. say anything till you get there, obviously. You can't be around Joel all the time and then you tell him dad. He, so he, why why didn't they why didn't they have a whole thing like you is this so I guess what I'm saying is that there's no mention of that, which means that that's not the only way to get this ending. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The goal doesn't like going down below to get the gold is not the only I guess, I guess you can also not get see the gold, that's what I'm saying. It's not one path. Maybe going up to see Jessica doesn't affect the outcome. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, all right. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, I could, I could one hundred percent never do this again. Be happy. Oh my god! And the worst part about it is that the end result of this is me doing seven fucking edibles, and it's all starting to hit me now. <laughs> <laughs> they can hit me now. <laughs> like it's slowly to- starting, and it's because I did it in a slow, like instead of doing them all at once. I'm getting a wave effect and I don't appreciate that shit. So like I'm, it's getting progressively worse. So I don't, before you completely fall out, the I last episode we did, work the, how, the how to <laughs> episode, none of us wanted to go back and do it again, but guess what? The listeners voted that they want us to do it again at some point. Well, fuck the listener. No, <laughs> no, uh, maybe we, maybe we, in this case, maybe what we should do, because we did stuff that we already know how to do. Maybe what we should do is we should learn how to do something. And then with like, then, you know, with the joy of learning, come bring that, that same passion to the, how, how to do it. Yeah, then totally. We, then it's fun for us. Cause we, you know, we learn something. And you know we can pick things that we actually want to learn about, or maybe there's something that you've been meaning to actually sit down and do, and this gives you the excuse to do it. Yeah, totally. Learning wise, of course. Yeah, totally. I'm gonna fucking lie to y'all. <laughs> I will be like, yeah, I learned how to do this just now. 
Well, if you're like, I learned how to make macaroni and cheese. I'm like, yo, how? I listened to what I said last time. Okay, you know what? Fuck you. That's, you don't need to do that. I have learned a new way to make macaroni and cheese. Yeah, no, but I mean, <laughs> there is probably something that you, oh yeah, definitely. even if you you know it, it's, you know, even if you already kind of know a little bit about it, that diving into a little bit more couldn't hurt. Oh yeah, definitely. I am insanely high. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so we voted Ooh, no on okay. this one. Scar's, no, we good. Scar's like crazy drunk. You're high. No, I'm. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm not I'm not that drunk. I'm just warm. I'm just really fucking warm right now. And then like for some reason, like my neighbor always wants the money for the uh for the dude to cuss the grass like when I'm podcasting. Oh yeah. Um like <laughs> so um they know. I, yeah, this is like it it was a cool idea, but like the fact that it took so long to actually like really get going is really what derailed this whole thing and it's flies my fucking nerves. Well, there's there's just the choose your own adventure books are just not they're not fun. Like even as a kid, I remember. <laughs> well, no, even as a that. kid, it's just there's it's it's I get the whole like how like of getting to the end and avoiding death, but like there's so many disappointing deaths and so many like ah oh, fuck and then going. It's not it's it. I just I don't enjoy that. Is what I'm saying. It, it's just. I think it's. I think I think Rashani has the right one now. I mean, we made it to the right ending, but... No, I think Rashani should write a Choose Your Own Adventure book. Oh, fuck no. I'd make it where you died on every single one. There'd only be one way out of it. And it'd be like halfway down the page. It's like, you're dead. <laughs> to, to <laughs> <go> to... <laughs> Thank you. Literally, just halfway down the page, one paragraph is like, you step onto the ship, the whole boat sinks. You try to get off. You don't make it. You can't swim. You're dead. Can't the one you time you playing. walk away, you think you're safe. Jeremiah Sinclair pops up from the darkness and shoots you in the back of the head. You're dead. You wake up in the morning. Your mom knocks on the door. Answer the door. You answer the door. Your mom kills you. <laughs> I wake up every morning and grab my dick. One day I grab my dick and find out I have AIDS. I'm dead. <laughs> I, I truly, it's just, I, first of all, the dude who wrote this was... Um, I'm going to say tormented. That's the word I want to use. Uh, maybe because I'm high. But the dude who did this just... His shit wasn't right. Um, I feel like he came from a time when therapy wasn't uh, prevalent. And he, he he clearly needed it. Because he wanted to teach children that life just ended in death. <laughs> That's a weird... It's a real weird vibe, man. I just... I don't enjoy it. But anyway, no. But he's no, not uh, wrong. But I mean, like, that's not the point of it, though. Like, the point of life is oh, not that you fuck. die. I just realized that you're I drunk. I drank half a thing of tequila. <laughs> Tomorrow's Devin's fucking graduation. <laughs> you're going to have to go get more tequila. No, it's a drive through graduation. Nisha's going to have to drive. Oh, wait, tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow at 7.30 a.m. You're going to be hungover from this? I have. I doubt it. I've never been hung over in my life. Yeah, you you only drank half a bottle of what I assume is mid-grade tequila. It's Jose Cuervo, <laughs> but most likely. Oh, God, no. That's not I'm, mid-grade. I've been, I've been hung over before, but typically, before I go to bed, I'm going to drink a whole lot of water. Like, a whole lot. And I'll, I'll probably be fine tomorrow. See, I, I, I get hung over no matter what I do. It's like, I, I, mean, I, have to, I mean, I have to drink a lot to get to that point. And I've had some, like, 
god-awful hangovers in my lifetime uh but usually like if it's just like so doing something like this would not hang me over like even with these edibles like i'll be really sleepy i'll go to sleep that'll be awesome you can and, hang over some wheat uh from edibles like so you can you can have it's not so much a hangover as it is like you go to sleep and you wake up and you're still high and that's not something that you want it there's a lot of, there's a lot of that and there's also like just like you can be aggressively high so like i have consumed a large amount of uh, a large amount of marijuana in a relatively short period of time as i was explaining uh, to derek because i did it in waves it's hitting me in waves so i'm getting progressively and progressively like higher um and then can you take it, me higher you can get to a point where it's too much yep and you get to a point where it's too much and then like you just it, it you want to not be high but you are is what i'll say my bad no i, I feel like you i don't know how to explain it other than to say it's like you don't want to be high anymore, basically. Okay. I understand that. Sort of. Seriously. So, so yeah, sort of. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm team sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Because I haven't gotten high in a very, very long time. I don't get high. I'm a role model. Fucking role model. Fucking role model. 916-633-1537. Um, bootypodcast at gmail.com. Leave a review uh, at Podchaser, uh, Stitcher, Apple, you know, wherever. Um, single serving P on uh, Twitter. Hit us up there. We'll talk to you. Well, I will. Scar doesn't go on Twitter. And nope. Jay... Uh, might talk to you. Who really knows? I only go to my mentions, dog. Yeah, so mention him and he'll talk to you. Yes. I, I will talk to you if you talk to me on Twitter. Yeah, I'll talk to you. Yeah, Jay will talk to you. I, I definitely will talk to you. I, unless, I unless you unless you really want to have a long, drawn-out conversation about a, a very small thing that we talked about on the podcast about some guy that I don't really care that much about, then I probably won't join in on the conversation. That sounds really or really specific. Yeah, remember with the um the guy from Oz, the Chucky. Oh yeah, no, yeah, um, not Chucky, um Hoyt. No, Chucky. When we had the conversation about Chucky and how he was a bad motherfucker, well, he is a bad motherfucker. Some, motherfucker almost yeah. beat up John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, somebody was on Twitter going off about what a what a piece of shit he is in real life, and it was just like, okay, I didn't really care that much. He just how did I like, miss that? Yeah, it was it was a long time ago. Somebody was going to fuck off. I did think they someone, send it directly to you? No, it was a conversation. Someone responded uh, about what what we were talking about in the show, and then someone else saw it and kept going off about how much of a piece of shit that guy is. Well, damn, I miss all the fun stuff. Yeah, I, I, so I just kind of stayed the fuck away from it, but yeah, I'll, 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 I'll look if, if it's some fucked up mentions, I ain't about to be there. Yeah, I feel you. Well, anyways, thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Jay, what you got on the docket? Um, what's the wait, what day is this gonna come out today? 
Oh, dope. All right. So on the 29th, I am hosting a uh, geeky comedy show on Zoom. It'll also be on YouTube. It, the benefits are for Black Girls Code, <clears throat> excuse me, and also for uh, Black Marine Scientists. So uh, we're doing a donation match during the show itself, though. So there's a lot of comedians that are on the show. Uh, I am a comedian. I will be hosting the show. Uh, and then as we're going through the show, you can donate. Uh, and I think the match is up to 500. There's been uh, someone who or an organization who's been uh, very generous. So that I'm doing that on the 29th. And then on the 3rd, and I got this date wrong last time, but uh, shout out to Scar uh, for pointing out the dates that were on my website, but they were wrong. Um, let me give you the correct dates. On the 3rd, I'm doing... Uh, it's, it's Lucy Tollison's uh, last comedy show of my 20s. Uh, that will be on Zoom. Um, we're, it's a kind of a combined show. Uh, you can get more information on the Facebook page that is linked to my comedy page. And then on the 4th, if you're in Tacoma, I will be too. Uh, I'm at Alma Mater, um, the patio of Alma Mater on the 4th, starting, I want to say it starts at 7.30, but I might be wrong. It might be 5.30, but I have the correct times on, on my comedy page, Wait, which is uh, J. Huh? Yeah, it, it was in the coma. Um, I have my, my comedy page uh, is J as in the letter. Jones is in my last name and comedy as in what I do uh, dot com. And I'm, I'm wrong. The show starts at 5.30 and ends at 7.30. So you can be out of Tacoma by 7.30. And I'm not even the headliner. So if you only come for me, you can be out of Tacoma way before 7.30. And safe. Yeah, and you can breathe fresh air, not the Tacoma air. Um, Love you, Tacoma. Tacoma. Tacoma air sounds like a off-brand deodorant. Tacoma aroma is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even joking. Like, So people who are not from here don't get that. Derek knows... When you drive out of Seattle into Tacoma, once you get into Tacoma, there's an actual smell to the area. And it's not like if you look on Wikipedia and type in Tacoma aroma, it explains that there is an aroma to Tacoma. Mm-hmm. And like people in Tacoma are not from Tacoma and you drive into Tacoma, and you're like, it yo, what the fuck out. is that smell? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's strong. Is there like, like a paper mill or something? If there's a paper uh, mill, yeah. 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 Uh, there's a paper because usually is there if there's a place where a paper mill for some reason oh my god paper mills smell horrible i don't know why like what are they doing to that paper you gotta get Wiping it first the ass. they gotta get that paper first <laughs> so they do what they got to i guess but that shit yeah I've been, I've been, I've been through places where it's just like what the fuck is that it's like oh they have a paper mill there uh Mm-hmm. That is Tacoma in a nutshell. What the fuck is that? Yeah, sounds about right. I should stop quit talking shit about places I'm gonna go perform at. Like they care. Mm. <laughs> I I shout out this podcast in my bio now because uh, I updated my my uh, my EPK and I I need to not diss the cities I'm about to go to. <laughs> Like, let me diss them after I leave. <laughs> Makes sense. So, yeah. So when when they're doing like the ads, like ads work for this, 
someone might be like, oh, he's on the single serving podcast. Oh, that sounds fun. And then they listen to it. And I'm like, fuck your city. Fuck you, Tacoma. You stink. Ha ha. And then I show up less, less than a week later. Like, hey, here's some jokes. I don't know if that's that's a good look. I just realized that there's a motherfucker. Well, there's another person who has another Oz uh, podcast. And they are coming behind us in all of our tweets where people are talking to us and saying that our show is great and saying, I have an Oz podcast too. Nigga. <laughs> I literally just noticed that. Hey, get them listeners, son. Right. Anyway, you can get it. I'm not really mad. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Just do an eyes episode and then be like, this sucks. No, <laughs> and eyes off. But again, thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, y'all be good. We're gonna holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. This is single simulcast. Don't know my name, and you